podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. We're going to continue our Christmas journey in Luke chapter 2. We're, as you know, well into that journey. We started out, if you remember, if you can cash your mind back a couple of weeks, to Mary and Joseph receiving the good news, but of course also the difficult news that Mary was chosen. She was highly favoured. She was going to give birth to a son who they were going to call Jesus. Of course, Mary at this time is a virgin as she's pledged to be married to Joseph. So the difficulty that would have come surrounding that, as we know how that would have worked and the shame that perhaps that would have brought in the moment, um, that was good news. But we said it was very difficult news. Good news isn't always easy. So there was hardship to ensue. But of course, the, the, um, the, the blessing that would come out of this news would far outweigh any of the hardship. Then we saw their trip to Bethlehem and, and we, we felt for Joseph a little bit in these moments as they arrived to Bethlehem from Nazareth because of the census that's been called, the decree that's been issued by Caesar Augustus. It, it wasn't an easy time. Mary, as we know, would have been eight to nine months pregnant. It would have been very difficult for her on uh, muleback, on her way uh, over rough terrain. It would have been hard. Uh, it would not have been an easy time at all. And of course, when they got there, well, naturally, they were late because of uh, the difficulty in the journey. And because of that, then, Mary has to give birth to the very Son of God, in what we said probably was a cave, an animal stall at the very least, and had to lay the baby Jesus in a manger. And that's difficult to consider as a parent. And when you consider the whole story, you must think of all that would be going through Mary and Joseph's mind. And now then, the Messiah has been born. Salvation of all humanity, as the word says, who would accept Jesus as their saviour. And we asked then last week, if you remember, as we finished off, who was going to get the good news first? Who was going to hear and who was going to be the first to see this Messiah? And we see that in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. Again, I'm reading from my NIV Bible. Um, So I'll read these verses to us. Chapter 2 of Luke, uh, verse 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off 
and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And we pray, as always, that the Lord will bless the reading of his word together. You'd think, wouldn't you, that this amazing news, this incredible life-changing news from a human point of view would have been given to the royals the kings and the queens of the world perhaps the um, the the rulers the people of power the high-ranked officials that's surely where this news should go if you were going to give a press release you'd give it there wouldn't you but god doesn't choose any of the above to announce the birth of the Messiah, to announce that salvation has arrived. Instead, God chose those who were awake. He chose those who were awake. The word tells us that the shepherds were out on the hillside at night watching over their sheep. The shepherds would continually keep guard, making sure that no wild animals were coming to take the sheep away, to attack the flock. They would make sure that the flock stayed together, that they didn't wander away. These shepherds would be alert. They would be on guard. They would be on watch. They would be naturally awake. They're out in the countryside. They're doing what they do. Shepherds, as we see through the Bible, have always been central to the story. In fact, the town of David, Bethlehem, where Jesus has just been born, is where King David was appointed by God through the prophet Samuel as the next king over Israel. This shepherd boy who was out in the hillside was overlooked by his father who presented all his other sons before Samuel until God said no none of them are the one and of course then David was called from out in the countryside to come and present before Samuel and there God said he is the man he is the next king of Israel he was a nobody from nowhere seemingly as the word clearly shows us he was a nobody from nowhere. You can see then how this story ties together from David the shepherd boy to the shepherds then here out on the hillside and then of course to this baby Jesus Christ who would declare in years to come I am the good shepherd in John chapter 10 and verse 11, Jesus declares, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This is a, a running theme through the word. Nothing, church, is haphazard in the word of God. Sometimes you have to look a little bit harder that I can agree. But nothing is an accident. Nothing is coincidence. If it's there, God has put it there for a reason. And when we look and we see the truth behind it, 
Sometimes we can be just awestruck by all that God is doing and all the plan as it's laid out for us to see in the very word of God. So I just want you to imagine, if you can today, just, just for a moment, that you're out in the dark of night. You are doing what you do on a day-to-day basis. You are watching over your sheep. This would be a a labour-intensive job. It wouldn't be an easy job. Many miles would be covered in order to find uh, graze land for the the sheep to, to obviously feed from. It wouldn't be a simple task in these arid, um, in this arid environment that uh, that, we, that these shepherds find themselves. It wasn't an easy task at all. And of course, the the wild animals would put the threat on the flock. So these shepherds didn't have it easy by any means. And they're out doing what they do on a day-to-day basis. And at night time now, they're keeping watch. They're keeping guard over the flock. And then in a moment, in a, in a flash, an angel appears to them. The sky lights up. And no wonder then, as we see what the word says in verse 9, they were terrified. This is not the usual. This is completely out of our day today. This is not ordinary at all. This is something that we have never, ever seen before and most likely will never, ever see again. They are in a moment now then where they're absolutely shocked and terrified, I guess is a word that doesn't really cut it. It's as descriptive as we can get. But if you put yourself in the moment, you can think how terrifying it would have been as the sky lights up in the dead of night. The angel tells them not to be afraid. And he declares the good news in verse 11. And we see, as it says here in verse 11, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel declares this incredible life-changing news to these shepherds. And I wonder what this would have meant to the shepherds. Again, putting myself, if you can, and yourself, if you can, in the picture and in the moment, the news is almost uh, uncomprehensible. How do you compute all that's happening in these moments? What would they have thought? A saviour, a messiah. They too, I guess, much like the human side of us would expect this news to go to the royals and to the top officials, they too would have expected, A, why have we got this news? And B, surely if we're going to find this saviour that's been born, we're going to find ourselves in one of the palaces. We're going to find ourselves in a place of importance to go and see this baby. And that is not what happens at all. In fact, the angel tells them that the sign to you will be that you will find this baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Wow. So the the shepherds then, after this news, must think to themselves, so there's a baby... We've been given the news about this Messiah, salvation for all people. We've been given the news. Nobody's from nowhere. And we're going to go and find this incredible news, this this baby, this salvation that's been bought. Not in a palace. We're not going to find him in some royal uh, house or abode. But rather we're going to find this baby in an animal stall 
in a manger. The news would just be staggering. It would be so difficult to get your head around. These guys would have spent most of their days isolated from everyday life in the towns and villages. They would have been out in the countryside maybe 360 days a year and they would pop back into town to do what they need to do, maybe gather up supplies, maybe um, sell at the markets, you know, but they wouldn't be up to date with all that's going off. They wouldn't be up to date with the things that were happening. They hadn't got a smartphone to click and check out on Sky or BBC News. They hadn't got these things. So the truth would be then that they would just be absolutely mind boggled, mind blown by this uh, announcement that's been brought to them by the angels. They say the angels declare that you will find the Messiah in this animal trough. It's amazing, isn't it, that they got the news as shepherds. And it's also, we can say, well, we're thankful that they were awake. They were awake, but not only that, they were awake and they were ready to act on the news that the angel had brought them. And let's just have a look in verse 15 and 16. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Everything that the angels had just declared to the shepherds, the shepherds act on it immediately. They, their response is to heed the good news. Their response is to go and find this saviour. Their response is to go and see this Messiah, who is the salvation for all people. That's the news. That's the good news. That's the gospel news. And it, we have to act upon it, don't we? Remember the shepherds, nobody from nowhere, the good news is for them too. So that means I can say, well, I'm a nobody from nowhere as well. Well, the good news is for me. The good news is for you. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what background you're from. The good news about the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news about salvation is for you. It doesn't matter if you were born prince or pauper. It makes no difference whatsoever. The news is for you if you will accept Christ as your own personal saviour. They leave their sheep and they go and see this baby. It's just as the angels say. But I like, as, as, my church, as our church know, I like to put my, my mind, I like to put myself in the moment. Now, Mary and Joseph, let's just focus on them for just a few seconds. Mary and Joseph have been told this incredible news. Mary has been visited by an angel. Joseph, too, visited by an angel. They know that Mary is pregnant. They can see that. It's very clear. But also then they know that something incredible is happening because, of course, Mary is a virgin. And then they get to this moment. They've arrived in Bethlehem. There's no room for them. But also because there's no room, there isn't somebody who says, oh, you can squeeze into our, you know, our study We'll, we'll squeeze you in. There's not really space, but you'll have to work around the, uh, the old computer. Not that they had such things. But, but Mary and Joseph have actually been, uh, or they've resorted to, having to go to 
a stable, as we said last week, a cave, probably, and they've laid, Mary's laid her newborn in an animal feeding trough. Now, my mind would be thinking, have we done something wrong? Have we missed something? Did we miss a turn? Were we supposed to be here? And Mary and Joseph, I'm sure, would have been having the conversation. Have we done this right? Can this be right? I wonder for you on your Christian journey, how often you have those moments where you sit back and you think, so, this, can this be right? Have, have I done something wrong? Did I, did, I, did I miss something? Have I taken a wrong turn? Because it doesn't seem how I'd expect it to be. But we know, don't we, that God doesn't work how we expect him to work. God works far bigger and far better than we could ever think or imagine. The, the key to all this, and we look so often as a church, is that faith and obedience that says, no, God has got it. So what, whatever's happening here in these moments, we have to trust that this is where we're meant to be. And Mary and Joseph, I, as, as I say, put myself in the picture. I think they would be looking for some kind of reassurance that what they've done is right and they get it. They get probably, again, the most off the charts, crazy thing to happen. Shepherds turn up and rat-a-tat-tat on the doorframe of the stable and go, that baby, we've just been told that that baby is the Messiah, salvation for all people. We've just been told that we'd find that baby in a manger, wrapped in cloths. And here is that baby. Here you are, Mary and Joseph. And here is Jesus, the Messiah. We, we, can't, we just can't comprehend what's gone off. And here we are. And this is where we've been told to come. And Mary and Joseph at that point must have just gone... Thank goodness for that. We didn't take a wrong turn. We didn't get it wrong. No, they're exactly where God wanted them to be. Doesn't that bring reassurance for us today? As we've already said about the word of God, nothing is coincidence or haphazard. And the same is for you and me. God is interested in the very smallest detail. So he knows you. He knows about everything that's going off with you. The word tells us that God is omnipresent. He's everywhere all of the time. So we can't think for a second that we're not exactly where God wants us to be. We're not exactly where God knows we're going to be. We have to trust then that he's got it in hand. And with faith and obedience, we have to step into that. And Mary and Joseph would have got the reassurance that they needed that God is in control. Believe and step and he will do the rest. Mary and Joseph then, I'm sure, would have been absolutely refreshed by the shepherds' news, by their visit. And also the shepherds were just absolutely amazed and bursting with this good news. You know, they've been told on the hillside. And again, there would have been conversations going, did we just imagine that? Has that just actually happened? Is this, did we really just see angels or have we had a, you know, a, a, bad, a bad tin of beans? Whatever it might be, uh, it's something not quite right. And then when they get there and they see that it's exactly as the angel said, they must have just been wow. And of course, naturally, they're bursting with the good news. Verse 17 of eight and 18 of chapter 2 tell us when uh, they had seen him, 
they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. To, and all who heard were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Naturally, they're bursting and they want to tell people this good news. They'd heard and they'd seen and they couldn't help but share what they'd heard and seen. Church, that is a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge to you and it's a challenge to me. We've heard and we've seen and we've accepted Christ as our saviour. We've put our faith and our trust in him. We're forever changed. Prayerfully, we are bursting with that good news. Prayerfully, we are sharing by our lives, the way that we live and how we go about our day to day. But also in our conversation, as those moments arrive, that we can share that we are who we are because of what Jesus has done, because of what God has done for you and for me. The shepherds, as it says here in the word, were forever changed. Verse 20 says the shepherds returned back into the hillside, back to look after their sheep. They returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They've seen, they've heard, they've shared and as they go back to their day to day, they don't slip back into and forget about what's happened, but they go back to their day to day, but they are forever changed. And that is what the good news, that's what the gospel can do for us as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that salvation is received because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And we are forever changed. Our lips, our minds, our hearts want to praise and rejoice. Our, our thanksgiving pours out from us. This is the prayer, isn't it? That this is how we live on a day-to-day -day basis. They praised, they worshipped, they glorified God. And that too, church, is our challenge. Whatever we do, we do for him. Whatever we do, we bring our praise and our worship to him. We praise him, we worship him because... We have received life through our saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is an incredible account of what happened, how the shepherds were nobodies from nowhere and they received the greatest news of all, that salvation had come for all mankind as we would put our faith and our trust in him, that we would be forever saved, redeemed, then set free from the bondage of sin and death. And this is what the shepherds were told. They were told that the Messiah had come. Incredible. Now, as we move into what's going to come, God willing, next week, just the last Sunday before Christmas Day, we find ourselves looking perhaps at your nativity scene that you've got at home or maybe you've seen before. And the, 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 the kings are there, you know, with the, with the gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Mm, that's not quite how the story goes and as we look in the word we can see that actually from this moment time is now about to go on from there and we'll see God willing next week 
when these kings arrive, when they bring their gifts from afar. God willing then, as we do that, it'll be our last Sunday before Christmas and we'll be able to just have a look and see and continue our praise and our worship to him who's worthy of all of that. So in the meantime, let's pray and let's just ask the Lord to bless us. Heavenly Father, again, we want to thank you for your word. We thank you for its encouragement. Father, we thank you that the shepherds were awake. We thank you that they heard the good news. We thank you, Father, that they acted upon it. And Father, our prayer today is that you would help us to do the same, that we would hear this good news, that, Father, we would receive it and we would act upon it. Father, help us to, to do what you've called us to do. Father, just bless us and strengthen us. Lord, let us know that we're exactly where you want us to be, that you have the next step in hand and that you're in control of all things. Father, again, we just pray for those that aren't well at this time. And Lord, we pray that you'll bring healing and restoration according to your will. And Lord, again, that you'll just bring us comfort and strength in these times. Continue to bless us, be with us, we pray. Father, we ask all of these prayers in our, uh, the name of our precious Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.